Welcome to the Author Spotlight. My name is Aurelia Wynn. I'm the owner and author. I mean, I'm the owner and operator of uh, Wynn Publications. And so welcome. Um, can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself and what you do full time? My name is Rosetta Parrish. I am an author. I work uh, full time in a company called uh, Quiet Logistics. I I am also a minister, and uh, I am the mother of one son. Okay, nice, nice. And uh, can you tell us where you're calling from? Yes, ma'am. I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, nice. Okay. And then, so, how's the weather out there? It is very cold. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it actually snowed yesterday. It's been kind of icy, but it's supposed to be better by the weekend. So we're praying for safe travels. Yeah. Travels on these highways. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. And wow. Okay. So I'm in California, and today probably was one of the hottest days that we've had. <laughs> so I'm always fascinated when people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cold and it snowed." I'm like, "What?" Wow. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into what we came here to talk about today. Your latest book. What is it about? Yes, ma'am. My latest book, actually, it is about um, a year old, a little mm. over a year old. It is entitled Spiritual Midwives Hidden in the Earth, called to Birth Out Purpose. And it uh, mainly is about... Uh, the people that birth us out generally in ministry, um, it could be um, a aunt, a grandmother, mm. someone in the church, your pastor. Uh, I myself had an awesome uh, spiritual midwife uh, that birthed me out. Um, they walk with you until Christ is formed with you, mm. um, and they stir up your gifts for the kingdom's sake. Um, and they're there to encourage, to uplift, um, and to correct at times when it's necessary to help you fulfill fulfill your destiny um, in the earth for the kingdom of God. And mm. so I, I wrote it because um, sometimes there becomes a disrespect for the people that lead you and guide you and birth you out um, when we feel that we have attained a certain level. We tend to forget from which we come, and mm. that was one reason why I wrote it. And I also wrote it because some people don't know that they are uh, a spiritual midwife. And that could mm. be male or female. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And so it, the term uh, spiritual midwife, is that, um, where, did, where did that term come from? I guess I'm wanting to know a little bit about the history about of that. that. Yeah. Well, I, I came up with spiritual midwife, uh, <clears throat> When you read about uh, uh, when you read about the two two Hebrew midwives, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Shifra and Pua, uh, when they were instructed to kill all of the male Hebrew children that were born, and they refused. Mm -hmm. They refused. Um, they said, "I'd rather obey God than man," and that's how we end up with Moses. Um, they spared his life. And I came up with that term because um, 
midwives in the natural, you know, they come to assist uh, with the birthing process. Mm -hmm. And with assisting with the birthing process, sometimes they have to deliver a cesarean section. Sometimes it might be... um, they might have to to use forceps, and so in the spiritual analogy of that, um, uh, the um, spiritual midwife might have because when you won't push or come forward, uh, push out your purpose, they mm-hmm. might have to do a spiritual C-section um, to open you up, to help you push, to help you to deliver, deliver your purpose, deliver your call, um, to shore you up um, in the spirit to become who God has called you to become, and that is how I came up with the term spiritual midwife, because they assist medically with you coming forth spiritually, that will be, they assist um, in the spiritual sense to help you come forth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are easy deliveries, and sometimes there are difficult deliveries, and that could be because sometimes there's low self-esteem, sometimes um, they're dealing with rejection, sometimes there's um, uh, a distrust Mm-hmm. because of past hurts, and they come to assure you um, and affirm your call. And sometimes they have to stir you up to let you know the call. Mm-hmm. But they're there whether you fall or whether you keep moving forward. They're there to tell you that you can make it. Mm-hmm. They're there to um, actually help you stay focused on the goal. And a lot of times they the giftings are always within us. Someone comes along to stir them up. Someone comes along to affirm, um, yes, that is what that is, and yes, that is what you're doing. Be it a prayer warrior, be it a mm-hmm. teacher, an evangelist, whatever that call is. But there, the spiritual midwife's uh, assignment is to help you birth out correctly. You don't want to come mm-hmm. breach, meaning uh, uh, where you come head first. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, sometimes when you come that way, you come out um, thinking you know more than you do. So therefore, mm-hmm. you come, uh, you run ahead of the call. There's been no training. There's been mm-hmm. no equipping. Um, but you got, um, you become drunk off of the applause of people because mm-hmm. You might know how to exegete. You might know how to um, expound on the scripture, get a good hoop, a good holler, and a few amens, but you have no stability and no accountability. And then you might come breach it's in in the spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So then do you get, what's the response that you've gotten from your book? Do you get a lot of people who want, I guess, would you say, is, is it a service or? Uh, I've, I've done um, a couple of workshops. Um, mm. uh, one uh, church, I did it with the intercessors. Uh, most people are interested in the title alone and they want you to explain. Mm. Once you start explaining, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, I've uh, just been informed by someone that they might want to use it with their women's ministry. Mm-hmm. I uh, have a women's ministry, Wailing Women as I in Prayer Fellowship, along with another young lady um, who helps me with that, her um, prophetess Rochelle Bell. We, uh, so we, and these aren't church young ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually meet them in the marketplace, so it could be on our job, or and they hear it from someone else. And so, mm-hmm. our my assignment and her assignment is to help birth them out, 
And so uh, we have one that, that is actually a seer, one that's a prophet. But we're not just concerned about the spiritual man. We're also concerned with the totality of the person and the natural. So we push education and um, to help to become well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most times it's through encouragement, it's through prayer, it's through reading of the word, and sometimes it's just through listening. Hmm. Oh, wow. You know, some, yeah. Mm. Sometimes they don't really need us to talk. They need us to listen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. I'm so intrigued. I've never in my 20 plus years of going to church, I've never heard of that term or anybody speak of it. And wow, I'm I'm kind of interested. We might have to talk after this interview. <laughs> Um, okay, so then what was your toughest challenge then with this book? And also, uh, what was your toughest challenge just as an author? My toughest challenge was to settle myself and write. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because um, when you're dealing with a full-time job, you're dealing with um Ministry, you know, you're getting called one in the morning, twelve midnight, eleven mm-hmm. o'clock, um, and just so. What I learned was I had to set aside time to worry. Mm-hmm. But before I could even do that, I would have to go into prayer and say, "Okay, Lord, I hear you saying this. How do you want me uh, to format this? What is it that they need to know?" Mm-hmm. Actually, there's going to be a part two, which probably might not come out till like the end of the year because. Mm-hmm. Um, my pastor was like, you scratched the surface. I said, I know. I just wanted to get done. She goes, well, we're going to go back and write more, right? I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, because it is, it's a more, it's an in-depth topic. Yeah. Um, and I say that because a lot of people get caught up in a birthing process, but um, their assignment or their purpose ends up getting aborted because they have no one to lead them or to guide them or to mm. encourage them to, to birth it out. But the main thing I found that uh, as an author was the discipline to write. Mm. It takes prayer. It takes fasting. And you have to schedule time to write just like you schedule time to go to a job, mm-hmm. to go to a hair appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it'll just start coming, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, I got to write that down. I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. So the most difficult time I found was being disciplined in timing to write. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that's very common that I, that I hear uh, from doing these interviews is man, finding that time to write. But like you said, we find time to go to work, we find time to get our hair done, we find time to do other things, why not, why not find, you know, make time to And, and you know, to you know what I learned? Someone is waiting on what we have to say. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Someone's waiting so that it can help them. Oh, that's why I think like that. Oh, that's yeah. what I've been thinking. Oh, that's what that is. So we'll remember that there's always somebody else's destiny attached to our assignment. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then what advice or lessons can you offer to other uh, writers who might be struggling a little bit then with getting their story done or finding time for it? Uh, What I've found is I run into a lot of people that say, 
I should have written five years ago. I've got a book in me. Mm-hmm. And you have to just do it. You have to value what you have to say enough to take time to write it down, to mm-hmm. type it, mm-hmm. to tape it, record it. And if you would just start right there, value yourself enough to say what I have to say, what I have to write is important. Mm-hmm. What I need to say, someone else needs to hear. Mm-hmm. What I need to say, whose life, whose destiny is attached to the words that God has given me or the words that I have in me to help them get to the next place. So mm-hmm. it's really being disciplined, taking time. It's being valuing yourself as a writer mm-hmm. to know uh, what you have to say is important. And someone needs to hear it or read it. Uh, that is the main thing. What I have to say is important. Mm-hmm. What I need to write, someone's waiting on, and just write. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's deep. That is really good. I I didn't think about it that way. That yeah, that book is attached. Might help somebody else. Absolutely. And so then, you know. Have you ever encountered um, any moments in your writing process where you felt like you just wanted to give up? or um, And if so, uh, what did you do? How did you handle that? When I would come to the point where I wanted to give up, you know, we say writer's block book or whatever someone might call it. Mm-hmm. When I wanted to quit, for me personally, the Lord wouldn't let me. For me mm. personally, when I would go into prayer, he would start talking again. He would say, you need to write. You need to write. Mm-hmm. And so it was really removing the distractions for me mm. to write and being committed to writing was the answer for me. Mm. Because um, we'll all, something will always come up. Yeah. He'll say, I'm going to write. I'm going to write an hour today. And I'm going to do, I'm going to start writing. Everything will be settled down. I'll start writing at 7.30. Well, then the phone rings. Baby cries. A, uh, a crisis happens. Yeah. And then, so you're handling that, but you forgot to write. Yeah. Or you, you, you understand, it's, it's, it's imperative that if it's in you and you know it needs to come uh, out of you for someone else's um, life, then you take time to write. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter if it's if the genre is something that is going to be uh, self-help, if it's going to be inspirational, if it's going to be a poem, mm-hmm. if it's going to be fiction. Know that someone is waiting for you to write, waiting for what you have to say. You're important. Someone's waiting to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And so when I get to that place, I, I, I have to say this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. Someone's life someone's way of thinking is attached to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And then that makes you step back and and, mm. and and reevaluate, okay, I didn't write today, but I'm going to write tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to mm. write at least a paragraph before I close my eyes tonight. You, it, It's being committed to it. Mm. Um, and when frustration comes, don't quit. Just step back and get in quiet so that you can hear and and have clarity. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So what I've heard you say is, you know, just, um, just, I mean, because I guess my next question is, you know, what keeps you going? And so far it's, it sounds like you're saying, no, just because 
you know, somebody else might need what you're writing um, might be one of the things that keeps you going, that keeps you writing and um, yes, working and moving forward as an author. Can you name maybe two other things, um, if you have them, that help you keep writing? Uh, for me, having a solid, for me personally, mm-hmm. having a solid prayer life. And mm-hmm. for me, writing, um, it relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it causes me to take time to think. It slows the mind down so that you can take time to think. Those are, uh, that's one thing for me. And the other thing is, um, if I go too long without writing something, it's like not having air Mm. for me. Yeah. So, um, that's why the persistence has to be there when the distractions come. But for me, I always want to remember, um, that, if I just start, it usually comes out like a flood. Mm. So the one thing that I pray that authors always remember, it doesn't matter if someone rejects you. It doesn't matter if they don't understand what you're saying, as long as you can connect, mm. as long as you know what you're saying. Right, yeah. Um, you know, and discouragement stops a lot of people. Um, and sometimes you have to move in silence. Mm-hmm. You have to just write and move in silence. Um and don't tell everyone everything you're thinking and everything you're doing. Let the words on the paper do it for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I am so, I'm just like, wow. Okay. I, you have got me thinking about a lot of different things. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I like it. So my last question then is, you know, is there anything else that you want to share or offer the community? You've given a lot of nuggets in this amount of time in this 20 minutes. And so is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Where can we purchase your book? Um, my book can be purchased uh, on Amazon, but it's through my publisher, which is the Stallion Group, S T A L E T O N Group, under the publisher's page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be purchased there on Amazon. And also, the thing that I want people to always remember is if you remember that what that you're important and that you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the main thing and don't let discouragement or distractions stop you from doing what you because if you you write you're putting the earth to do it to help someone mm-hmm. I mean just this past weekend alone it was like five people I know said I've got like two books in me oh wow it's like you just need to write yeah you need to write yeah uh, and, and, and so don't let what you have to say leave the earth without you leaving your footprint in the earth mm-hmm. in print. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, so many people, they, we have all these things in us, but we never put a, um, a sincere effort to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is what we have to say, it, it's never on paper. It's... Um, not an ebook, it's nowhere because we didn't take the time to do it. And so um, the voice that we have when we leave the earth is even more silent because we didn't put it on the paper mm-hmm. so that our voices could continue. And so that's the big thing for me is I, I'm like, one thing I know when I leave this earth, I've left a footprint. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. and the footprint is my word. Mm. It's one of my footprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you said something earlier, just uh, basically just right. And that it's so funny. That's one of the questions that I always get as a publisher and an author myself is, well, how do I start writing? And I'm like, what? I, you know, sometimes the answer to our problem is within the problem. And I just tell people, just write. Sit down and write. I think people get caught up in... Uh, in the formula, the format, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I say? How? What? You know, should I not say? Uh, all these different things. Sometimes people, you know, they want to write like memoirs, and they want to include other people that are like real life in their story, but they're worried about getting sued, and so they don't end up writing the book, and all of these different things. And I'm just. You know, I always tell people, just write, just write, just write. Even if, you know, uh, even if you are writing a memoir, I always tell people, change the names. Um, And then if someone's, if someone's going to sue you, the burden of proof is on their end. They have to prove that this is them. They have to prove that what you're saying um, is them. And then it's, and then it's false. Basically, you know, you're saying some, you're slandering them or whatever. And so I, I, you don't hear too many cases like that. And so I, I definitely agree with you. Just write, get your story out there. Um, I agree er, with what you said earlier about, you know, your story might help somebody else. You, you never know. Um, and I think that's another reason why I just appreciate reading, um, and meeting with other authors because it's interesting, uh, I've spoken to, I want to say 15 plus different authors. And, uh, one of the things that I'm finding out is that, uh, there's, there's kind of themes that pop up. And so I guess after just kind of sitting here, listening to you and thinking about it all is one, when, you know, some people say it's an inkling, some people say it's God, some people say it's, you know, something wakes them up in the middle of the night and they just have to write. And I think that you said that earlier, you, you know, God tells you, Hey, you know, get to writing. And then that's when you do. And so I find that to be so interesting. Uh, what do you think about that? What do I think about just writing? Uh, yeah. Or more so of the, I guess the intuition to just write, like whenever you get an idea in your mind, um, you, you write it down. Honestly, for me, 85% of the times it's generally a poem. Okay. It'll start that way with me. Um, and so when we, if once you start to write, generally, it just begins to flow. Mm-hmm. And what I think about that is that is where some people get their greatest inspiration. I wrote my first book in in a day and a half because I just, I, was, I kept oh, putting wow. it off putting it off, putting it off. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I said, I'm going to write this book. It's going to be called, Who Am I Really? And I'm going to write. And one day the Lord just said, write. Mm-hmm. And so I just started writing. And, you know, my one friend said, it's not long. I said, it's not long, but it's strong. Mm-hmm. And and so the thing is, um, and I needed to write. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to write the first one to get to the next one. Yeah. And so a lot of times, what will happen is distractions will come, things will come, and we'll never just write. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you wow. know? Yeah. And I, I knew someone that was a great storyteller. I mean, she could make stories, and, and she was going to write a book and going to write a book and ended up leaving the earth before they could. I, you know, um, I had an um, a uncle who well, would write, and, and um, he never wrote. And so my thing is, are you important enough to you to do what you've been called to do and to do your passion? Mm-hmm. If your passion is writing, take time to do what you love to do because someone else is waiting on you Mm -hmm. in your words and what you have to say. And so that's the main thing I want people to understand Mm -hmm. is that um, there's not a formula to it. There's no sit down to it. There's no, um, um, I got to take time. I'm going to write in a week. That's not it. Just write. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And we will, hey, we will end it on that note. Just right. Well, thank you so much for your time.